Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Ken Sterling for Friday, August 16th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. I'm telling you, if you want the best dentist in the world, here's what you do. You call 317-849-2933. If you don't want the best dentist in the world, call a different number. Call a different practice. But if you want the best dentist in the world, Dr. Mike O'Neill is it. 317-849-2933. We got questions from Harry, answers from me. But before we do that, Frank Reich spoke to the media yesterday as camp concluded up at Grand Park. And what he had to say first was about Doris Fountain. Now, I'm telling you, I was there. I was standing right there. Doris Fountain's injury. You only see guys scream like this when something's dislocated. I don't know what happens between the joint and a brain when there's a dislocation, but man, the screaming and the oh my gods, just absolutely hideous. We're all saying a prayer for Doris Fountain that he fully recovers and he gets back to health so he can help the Indianapolis Colts win football games and pursue his potential and make a lot of money in the NFL. It was just harrowing yesterday. Let's hear from Frank Reich. He's at the hospital, you know, being treated, going to get the best care in the world. Uh, You know, we will do whatever it takes to support him and he'll bounce back. He'll bounce back. Our thoughts and prayers are with Reese. Um, He's had a great camp. He's worked extremely hard and looked extremely good. And so our thoughts and prayers are, are with Reese. Frank, this is the, sort of the, the worst case scenario for preseason in camp, isn't it? Losing guys. Yeah, I mean, you never want to lose a guy. And then, um, yeah, you just don't want to lose a guy. And then to an injury like this, it's, it's just unfortunate. But, um, you know, you just got to, you know, he's, we'll just support him in every way we can. Frank, did you see the play? Was it non-contact? I didn't see it. I know it was a, it was a toss sweep to the left, and uh, I was watching the runner. And next thing I know, I, I just saw Reese down on the ground. Frank, moving away from that, what was the, your takeaways from today? A lot, lot happened during that practice. Yeah, a lot happened. Obviously, you know, since the fields are split, I'm over with the offense. Um, you know, I thought offensively we finished strong. We had some pretty shaky moments in the middle from a protection standpoint. You know, it was really disappointing in the sense of you know we led the league last year and fewest sacks and all that stuff. And so to come out here and not handle 
not handle uh, the pressure the way they brought it. Um, we got to learn from that, and uh, you know, we got to take our medicine and and say, hey, we got we got beat today from a protection standpoint. From a protection standpoint, we got beat. Now the good news was, you know, I thought we bounced back from it. You know, with the later periods and, and, and did had better execution in later periods. Quite a few scuffles at the end. Is that? Uh Something you certainly don't want to see. You never want to see the scuffles. I mean, it's the second day. It typically, if it's going to happen, it typically happens on the second day. It typically gets really chippy in special teams periods for whatever reason. So, you know, we just have to continue to try to eliminate those things. I thought for the most part they handled it well. Um, no big blows like that. So uh, a little bit normal course of business. It was great to have Peyton here. I'll tell you what, he came, got in uh, last night, I don't know, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Stay, he stayed with our offensive staff until 12.30, 1 o'clock, you know, just talking football, telling war stories, and then spent time with our defensive staff today, and then again with our offensive staff, and, and then with, you know, with Nick, uh, you know, Nick, our offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, just very valuable. You know, just a lot of good insight from Peyton. Frank, a lot so of preseason talk, and then you got Tony talking. A lot of wisdom. Yeah, well, and then we had, yeah, we had Peyton talk to his team this morning, right, in the team meeting, and that was unbelievable. I mean, that was unbelievable. Um, and then Tony here. So, you know, in the course of a week, we've had Bill Poley and Peyton Manning and Tony Dungy, right? That's quite the trio right there. So um, they really represent what this is all about. And even though, and what's really cool is they all know they're just excited about what's happening here and rooting for our team and for our guys and proud to be here, and we're proud to have them here. What made it so unbelievable? Just, you know, hearing a guy who's done what he's done and just his words were very carefully chosen, very, as you would imagine, articulate, very um, right on point, you know, about what it takes to be a pro. Um, and I think our guys really take it to heart. A lot of preseason still to go here, but when you put a cap on the time at Grand Park, did you check all the boxes or a majority of them that you wanted to? It was a good time at Grand Park. You know, this facility is amazing. I love it when we get guests in here to hear Peyton and Bill Polian and Tony Dungy just going wow at this training campus. Those guys have been at a lot of training camps in their days. And for them to look at this and their reaction, that, that's kind of fun. But as a team, I felt like we've grown. Got a lot of good work. Felt like we've been able to get better during the uh, 16 practices that we've had here. Frank, with the protection issues, more identifying or one-on-one -on -one mistakes. What would you put as the main? It, it was a it was a couple things of both. You know, it was a little bit of both. A few we we lost a few one-on-one -on -one battles. That's that's going to happen. Um, but we had a few schematic breakdowns. Uh, I, I honestly have to go back and look at the film and see exactly where the breakdown was because I thought they came on some things that we normally handle pretty easy. Stay in camp mode next week, or how will you? No, next week. So last year was a really funky schedule, preseason game-wise. You know, as far as days of the week, we got the ideal schedule this year. We got a Saturday game and then another Saturday game. So we treat this next week like an in-season week. Everything after this game, the next seven days are just like we're in season. So it gives our players a chance to feel that rhythm again. Uh, that, that's a good uh, thing of preparation for us. Frank, how much time did you? your team put into uh, looking into the new pass interference rules and how much are you going to be kind of experimenting with some of those during the preseason now? Yeah, we did. We, we experimented with it last week. You know, we had a call late in the game that we just said, hey, let's, see, let's do it. Let's challenge it. You know, it's a preseason game. Let's see how it goes. Um, and we'll continue to do that in the next couple games and 
look for the right time. We've done a lot of research on it. We've got two guys in analytics who think about that stuff day and night, and we talk about it all the time. So, uh, you know, we'll try to play that the best we can. Are you working any specific drills to try to get the receivers to maybe draw more? Because, you, you know, referees are going to be able to see more going in. Yeah, no, we're really not. You know, we're just trying to play ball, you know, and just, just try to make the play. The best way to draw pass interference is to, is to run a great route and, and make the play and force the defensive back to be in hurry-up mode to catch up. So uh, that'll be our philosophy. All right, that's Frank Reich. He's going to lead his Colts into Lucas Oil Stadium tomorrow afternoon, 4 o'clock. They played the Cleveland Browns last two days. They practiced with and against the Browns, with on Wednesday, against on Thursday. Fights yesterday. We like that. Maybe we'll see some more of that tomorrow. I like fights. I can't help it. Fights are good. They show you got some fire to you, some competitiveness. I dig it. Colts, Browns tomorrow. Remember this, it doesn't really matter who the hell wins that game. It's all going to be okay as long as Andrew Luck is the starting quarterback on September 8th in Los Angeles against the Chargers. How about some questions and answers with Harry? It's a Friday, so let's do that. Harry, how you doing? Why don't you get right to the questions? All right, Kandura, I'm doing great. All right, let's get Cracking up in here, huh? Uh, number one, are the Colts a Super Bowl contender? You know, the Colts are a Super Bowl contender with Andrew Luck under center. If he doesn't play, they got no chance. Jacoby Brissett is not going to lead the Colts to a Super Bowl. He's not going to lead anybody to a Super Bowl. He takes too long in the pocket. He's too deliberate. It takes a long time for him to make decisions. Easy to beat. Jacoby Brissett, you just pressure to live in hell out of him and dare him to beat you deep because I don't think he can do it. I think he can get the ball there, but I don't think he's going to have the time to be able to make the decision, deliver the ball before contact comes. So there you go. I think he's going to turn over the ball, and, and you can't have that. I think he's a good backup, but he's not a playoff caliber starter in the National Football League. If Andrew Luck's under center, this is a really productive offense, and I think the defense is going to be better yet. I think the defensive depth is terrific at quarterback, at safety, at linebacker, and along the defensive front. I think that the Colts are going to raise some hell. They're going to put pressure on the quarterback. Let's go. What I don't want to see and what we saw a lot last year we saw a lot of soft coverage a lot of zoning up a lot of quarters I don't want to see any of that from the Indianapolis Colts I want to see pressure football get after the quarterback pressure the receivers let's go they got big physical uh cornerbacks now with Wilson and Rocky Asin. I don't know whether those guys are going to start I tend to doubt it I think it'll be Kenny Moore and Pierre Desir but when Kenny Moore moves into the slot and into that nickel right to cover the slot, and you've got Yassine, and you've got Wilson out there. I think you pressure the receivers, and you you dare people to try to throw it past you, put a guy in a pocket for a while, make pressure happen, and go get sacks and turnovers. I think if you can do that, and I think the Colts can do that, I think they can win a lot of football games. Number two, let's turn to the Cubs. Oh, my God, what an awful beat last night. Am I right? Oh, that was ugly. (laughs) Oh, good grief, a walk-off grand slam by the most repellent baseball player in the game. That's no way to spend a day. Anyway, number two, should Joe Madden be fired at the end of this season? You know, there's really no reason to fire Joe Madden because this is the last year of his contract. So you just let the contract end. You don't need to fire the guy. You just say goodbye at the end of the contract and it's over. 
should he be replaced? That's kind of a different question. I'll tell you what, Joe Madden is kind of this generation, maybe um, this generation's Joe McCarthy. For people who remember Joe McCarthy, the manager of the Cubs from 1926 to 1930, if you remember him, man, you're doing really, you're living life right because you're like 98 years old minimum. But if you've looked back in the history books, uh, Joe McCarthy was a guy who managed the Cubs for five years, part of five years. He was fired toward the end of 1930. Then he went to the Yankees, and man, he raised hell with the Yankees for 15 years. Then he went to the Red Sox, and he raised hell with the Red Sox. So why the Cubs thought firing him was a good idea, I don't know. Um, You know what? Joe Madden has won at least 90 games. He probably isn't going to get that done this year, but he's won 90 games his first four seasons as a Cubs manager. And granted, the Cubs have had really good talent for Joe Madden, but he's a guy who has been really, really good. And be careful what you wish for, Cubs fans. And I'm one of those guys, last night I'm watching that Cubs game, and I'm saying, what the hell are you doing? You Darvish has thrown 92 pitches, and he's dealing seven innings, Four hits, no runs, no walks, 10 strikeouts. Let this man go into the eighth inning. Your bullpen sucks, for the love of God. Have this guy earn his damn money. No, they pull him. They give up one run in the eighth. And then in the ninth, it's awful. Five to one turns into seven to five, and it's adios, muchacho. Uh, Joe Madden is driving fans in Chicago crazy. Cubs fans around the world crazy. He's driving Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer crazy. Let's see if they can kind of figure this out. But if he's going to hold, uh, you know, firm in his desire to be like the highest paid manager in baseball, to hell with that. Bring in another guy. This team is asleep. This team has not been energetic all season long. And going on pajama parties on road trips is not going to get it done. The tricks that Joe Madden perfected when he was down in Tampa Bay, they ha- or Tampa Bay, they have worn thin, and the Chicago Cubs, as a result, are not playing energetic baseball. You know what, though? I think it's a flip of a coin. I think Theo and Jed know best. If they go through another contract with Joe Madden, number one, I'd be really, really surprised. But number two, I wouldn't be entirely disappointed. Number three, will the Pacers get a lot out of their two preseason games in India. They're going to India, Sterling. Yeah, they're going to India. And I think that this is an interesting time to do something like that because they got a lot of new guys on this roster. You've got Lamb and you've got Brogdon and, and you've got all this new guy stuff going on. You've got Warren um, and, and they need it. Holiday, you need to get these guys together. You need to get them on the same page personally and hopefully get them in a position where they're really comfortable socially with one another. I think they can do that on this trip to Mumbai. So, you know, if this was last year's team where you've got like Collison and Bogdanovich and all these guys who have played together for a few years, I don't think you'd get as much out of it. But I think having a bunch of new guys on this roster, I think you can get a lot out of it. And I would assume that that's what's going to happen. Then they come back here and they play a couple at Bankers Life Fieldhouse on the 11th and the 15th against the Bulls and the Timberwolves. And I'm kind of looking forward to those games to see what this team looks like. And for people who are all over the Milwaukee Bucks as the favorites in the East, right? I'm telling you, they are going to miss both the basketball and the leadership from Brogdon. Him coming to the Pacers is a big deal, and it's going to be a big deal. And if Victor Oladipo can come back at 100% 
early in this season, I think the Pacers are going to be hell, and I think that they could win 50 games. If he doesn't come back until February, that's a completely different deal. But I think if he comes back in February and then he's 100% by the time you get to April and the playoffs, I think the Pacers could be one of those six seeds that is really is like the team that nobody wants to play. Was that injury to Colts wide receiver DeRice? DeRice it DeRice Fountain? That's a nice name. He ought to have a fountain named after him. It would be the Fountain Fountain. <laughs> but how was that injury? You know, it was absolutely terrible to watch. And I was at that field. I was standing next to Rick Venturi, and the play wasn't to Fountain, so our eyes weren't on him. But man, when he went down and you heard the screams, right? Because there were screams, oh my God, oh my God, but shrieking. There was no doubt that this was a severe injury, that this was really, really serious. And I've only heard that kind of screaming for a few things. And a dislocated ankle is one of them. And immediately I thought, oh my God, it's a dislocated ankle. And if it is a dislocated ankle, maybe that's if it didn't tear ligaments, maybe you can put that thing back together and have him be healthy before the end of the season. But it looks like that's not the case. It is also accompanied by a fracture. So you've got a fracture and a dislocated ankle, and that ain't good. So it looks like the season's lost for Reese Fountain, a really good dude who was having a terrific camp. You know, a couple of plays before that, you had Chad Kelly hit him in traffic where that it was kind of a jump ball a little bit. Kelly threw it where he needed to, but Fountain went up, got it, brought it down, and, and caught that football. And that's what he had been doing. He had been meeting the football, right? A lot of guys wait for the football. DeReese Fountain was meeting the football and looked like a guy who's going to be heavily relied upon by the Indianapolis Colts in their offensive packages. And it's really a shame that this happened to a good kid. Should Indiana be nervous about Michael Avenatti's allegation that Nike authorized a $20,000 payment to Romeo Langford? Now, I don't think they ought to be worried about it. But first of all, Michael Avenatti is America's worst person, right? Bad guy. If he's accusing you of something bad, then you've done something right. Right. So, but that's not even what's happened here. What he's accusing, he's accusing Nike. I guess he's filed papers that assert that Nike authorized the $35,000 plus payment to Zion Williamson and $20,000 to Romeo Langford, $15,000 to a third unnamed player. With Zion Williamson, it's a little bit different because he did go to Duke, which is a Nike school. All right. So there is a connect the dots thing where maybe you can find maybe the NCAA, if they are so motivated, can kind of look under this scab and see if you can find some skullduggery. Right. But with Indiana, Romeo Langford has always played either for Under Armour teams or Adidas teams. In college, it was Adidas. In high school, it was Adidas. In uh, summer basketball, it was Adidas the last summer and Under Armour the summers before that. So Nike never got any return on whatever investment they might have authorized for Romeo Langford. So that would lead you to believe that there was never any payment. Now, if they start looking, if somebody comes forward with some Adidas information, if I was Indiana, I'd be damn nervous. I'll tell you the truth. First of all, 
uh, Adidas paid Tim Langford real money to operate that summer team the last summer that Romeo Langford played. That's not against the rules at all. Whether it's right or wrong, that's your decision. Whether it's right to profit from the gifts, the athletic gifts of your son in the measure that Tim Langford did, you got to make that decision for yourself. All right, but as far as the NCAA is concerned, that's not illegal. So Indiana isn't going to be punished for that. Now, if they see that Adidas made a payment subsequent to that directly to the family or to a bobo for the family, then that's an entirely different thing. And, you know, it happens all the time. If it happened at Indiana, it's not going to be the first time. It's not going to be the last. But this thing from Nike... I don't worry about it all. I don't think Indiana's worried. They issued a statement saying they're not worried. I take them at their word. Thank you, Harry. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on and being a part of our Fridays. Very, very nice of you. Oh, good My pleasure. Now, for God's sake, let me get back to the bar. Barkeep! Around on the house. The place is damn near empty. It'll probably cost me $12. <laughs> Dutchie, stop licking your lips. It's go time, baby. All right. Thank you again, Harry. Have a great weekend. All of you, thank you for joining us. Monday morning, 8 o'clock, Facebook Live. Of course, we've got Breakfast with Kent. And then at about 8.15, Periscope Live, another edition of Breakfast with Kent. It's a show so nice we do it twice. We don't take the first one and use it as a second one. No, we do two. Back-to-back, they're a little bit different. If you check both out, compare and contrast, you'll see that they're a little bit different. And sometimes the first one's better, sometimes the second one's better. It's kind of a crapshoot. But anyway, join us for that on Monday. Big weekend of sports ahead. Cannot wait. And then things really start to rev up as we get serious about the college football season, the NFL season, the pennant races in Major League Baseball. And then before you know it, the Pacers, they're going to be in Mumbai playing preseason basketball. How about that? Join me Monday morning, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.